welcome back to The Unfolding presented by the Loveland Foundation. I'm your host, Rachel Keener, and I am so excited to share with you this very special recap episode from the year 2023. This year, our theme at the Loveland Foundation has been centered around embodiment. And each episode of this year, we've asked our guests, what does embodiment mean to you and how do you implement it into your life? And while I've asked this question multiple times, I've never quite answered it for myself. And after doing some thinking, I've realized that embodiment is just gratitude in action. I've learned that with gratitude, I've been able to be more present, be more connected to people I care about and able to try new things without having this anxiety and fear over me because I'm just trying to be present and grateful just to be alive in the moment. So I'm grateful for this year. I'm excited for next year. And I can't wait for all the amazing offerings we have in store for 2024. But until then, please enjoy this special recap episode. And thank you so much for listening. Thank you for your support of the foundation. And let's continue to unfold. Dr. Sheena Young. I would love to know what embodiment means to you and how how you use it as a tool in your life. Um, that'd be solid. Yes. Yes. Oh, you know, I'm excited about this. Um, mm-hmm. This is my life's work. My practice is called Embodied Truth, Healing and Psychological Services. So we almost kind of merge what we were just talking about around personal truth and self-determination and embodiment. I have a poem that I, that I use to share what embodiment is. It's short and sweet, but for me, it really encapsulates it. It says embodiment is a birthright. Mm -hmm. It is to come into this world spirited and present with ourselves. It is to practice presence in the body. It is to be in the body, to know it, to sense it, and to believe it. There's so much in there, right? Mm -hmm. And I feel like being in that space more often than not is embodiment in practice. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I believe that it is also radical to be present and to live in your body as people of color, right? To be able to breathe in it and take up space and live into it and all of it up to the edges, right? And beyond to take up all the space in your being. So many of us, a lot of times for many of the reasons we've been talking about, traumatic experiences, difficult lived experiences, find safety by living beside ourselves. And what I mean by that is to live outside the body next to it, to hover over it, to be really small in it. That is what has kept us safe. And so when we realize that we have the opportunity, the choice to reclaim our power by choosing to live in the body more fully. So this looks like um, noticing the sensations that happen throughout a day or in a moment. I often say it's important for us to know the difference between um, our traumas misguiding us and our intuition leading us. The sensations of that can be similar, right? You can get butterflies or like that nauseating feeling when it's a warning sign. But you can also get butterflies when you're excited about a connection or a new person Mm -hmm. that you're meeting. So it's so important to be able to differentiate between those. 
Also, embodiment is about being able to take care of yourself when life shows up and imprints and impresses on the body, Um, using your tools to help you to stay in it, to live in it, um, Mm -hmm. to choose not to escape, right? And I think that can be really hard when you've lived outside yourself for a while. Embodiment for me, I feel like it's e- it's an easier practice when I'm moving, when I'm doing yoga, when I'm dancing. It requires me to be present, right? To move mm-hmm. myself and to feel myself alive to my edges. I feel most embodied when I'm in nature, right? I'm sitting on the earth or I'm feeling the sun on my face or I notice a wind pass and I'm listening to whatever it's, it's a whispering. And, you know, it's been a privilege when it is actually a birthright to be able to live in our bodies, especially bodies that have targets on them and have for generations, right? Mm -hmm. So this is why my work calls people back in, right? I think when we're present in our bodies, we can live in our truth. We can move from our intuition and we can reclaim our sense of power, control, and choice. Rebecca Price. What does embodiment mean to you? And how do you implement embodiment? How do you, you know, keep yourself embodied in your life? Embodiment for me means just being a living practice, right? Of really being anchored into my body, right? And so like, again, going back to what I mentioned before, like what kinds of ways am I pouring into myself and nurturing myself? And so embodiment for me is a lifelong practice that I am really anchoring into cultivating. And so it's a feeling, it's it's a thought, it's like the way that I might move or breathe, like you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. That allows me to pour back into me in a a way that makes me feel safe and supported. Mm Um, and so those practices might be like, this was a really great conversation. Like we embodied so much in this practice of conversation. I will walk away from this feeling full and affirmed and seen and held, right? You know, sitting, meeting myself on the mat obviously is really important because that's an embodied practice. Anything that allows us to kind of process and move through. And again, going back to what I said before around just being restored, right? Like really anchoring into that practice of you know, restoration. I think it's really interesting. We have all these conversations about rest. Mm -hmm. I I look at that concept of rest juxtaposed within systems of capitalism and and wellness. Mm -hmm. And, you know, rest is one thing, but to restore is another. So, you know, for me, it's like this idea of like, I grew up in a single parent family home. Mm Mm-hmm. My mom came to Canada as a nanny. <laughs> She's always been taking care of other people um, before she passed. So like for me, when would she find the time to rest when she was too busy to, trying to survive? Yeah. So we can talk about dismantling systems, but what can we do in the meantime to restore while we're working? And just, I, I want to see us collectively as a people move from surviving to thriving. So what tools and resources can we provide ourselves? to nourish ourselves to, so that we can restore ourselves. And our ancestors, I say this all the time, our ancestors did not work this hard for us to not pause and reflect and like be still. Mm-hmm.
Dr. Donna Oriowo. Do you mind telling me what embodiment means to you? And in the ways that you haven't already discussed, ways in which that you embody that definition in your life. I think that uh, when I think of embodiment, what comes to mind is, number one, I like to always go to the dictionary, right? So I'm just like, oh, it's made tangible. Mm-hmm. It's whatever it is, it's made tangible. Mm-hmm. And for me, it's pleasure made tangible. It's aligned living in the thing. Mm-hmm. And for me, pleasure embodied is how I aim to live. Mm-hmm. Um, some people call it soft life. I call it pleasure life, Right. I like soft life. It sounds nice. And it's already being co-opted and capitalized upon to mean that you go on nice trips and you spend thousands of dollars. And, you know, you make it rain. And I'm happy for you if you can make it rain the way my wallet set up. <laughs> no. So that means that we have to seek, I have to seek my pleasure in a little bit, a little bit different way until the money decides it's going to roll in behind it. But for me, pleasure embodied is how I aim to live. Um, I do the things that bring me pleasure. The clothes and the way that I adorn myself, um, to the movements, the way I move my body, to the work that I do. This is about embodying pleasure for me. For me, it is about being in alignment because I know the difference between being in alignment and being out of alignment. I can, I can feel it in my body because I've become so attuned to it. I implement by using what I know about me. I'm definitely a firm uh, proponent that self-knowledge leads to self-care. And if you don't know you, you won't know how to care for you and not in a way that is going to hit the way you need it to hit, right? I know that we spend a lot of time on self-love and like self-care, but I'm like, no one is in self-knowledge. You, It's hard to do those things when you don't know you, mm-hmm. right? And where we're in a world that is constantly almost trying to pull us away from getting to know ourselves. Because we say it's selfish or self-centered, but you can't serve anybody if you can't serve you. It's hard to serve other people because you don't know the line between I'm giving from my overflow and I'm giving from my cup and I'm depleting myself to give to you. A lot of us, we don't know that because we don't know ourselves well enough, right? And sometimes we know better, but we don't do better. I mean, my Angelo told us the recipe, but we don't follow it, right? It's no better, do better. Some of y'all be on like, I'm doing better, but you don't know no better. I'm, I'm just like, come on now, stop playing with me, right? So I implement it by what I know about me. And then I construct my day and create my boundaries and um, name my short and long-term goals according to the things that I know about me, to the things that I know that are in alignment with me, to the strengths that I've learned about me. But I'm also constantly on the quest to learn more about me. So I spend time with myself. I check in with myself. I hold and honor my boundaries. I try my very best to live in sync with me and to ask for the things that I need. That has been my learning lesson. And apparently I ain't done learning it. Uh, But it's like a constant learning lesson because, you know, you get into that space where you're just like, well, fuck it, I'll do it myself. And it's just like, there's nothing healthy about that sentence. Mm Mm-hmm. Because we are so wrapped up in the idea of being individuals that we forget that we're actually a part of community. We're not individuals. We are in the, we're interdependent, not independent. Mm -hmm. And when you allow space for interdependence, it means that you don't have to count on you for every daggone thing. It means that sometimes when you can't carry the load, the people around you help. 
when they can't carry the load, sometimes you help. And in that way, we lean on each other. And it's not about being codependent. It's about being interdependent. It's about knowing that you have community and people that care for you. And you can't have a soft life, a pleasure-filled life, if you won't even embody community. Dr. Bernasha Anderson. What does embodiment mean to you? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Embodiment means so much to me. It means a mind-body connection. It means that what's happening in my mind, what's happening emotionally shows up in my body and vice versa. So sometimes what's happening in my body gives me information about what's happening in my mind, my thoughts, and what's happening emotionally. It means that connection and that they operate in tandem. Embodiment means me taking a moment to pause and check in with myself and to say, what are you feeling? What are you feeling physically in your body? What are you feeling emotionally? And once I do that, then I make space and I validate and I don't shrink myself. I don't say, well, you shouldn't be feeling this. You shouldn't be thinking that, right? I allow that to take up some space. And then I listen to myself and I say, well, what do I need? So it's listening to your body to see what types of practices, but you don't skip to that step so quickly. You sit with your body and you give her the space that she deserves. But then I ask her, what does she need? Does she need me to say, actually, that negative automatic thought is false and stop talking to yourself like that? (laughs) Be nice. (laughs) Be nice. Who are you talking to like that? Does she need me to do that? Does she need me to do some drop exercises? Does she need a hand on her chest and one on her belly? Does she need fun? Does she need a dance move? Does she even need a movement to be able to release that pent-up stress? Does she need just for you to tell her that she is love and that she is love today. So it's asking your body what you need after you've checked in, after you've validated, and then giving yourself that need or those needs. Omishita Bernie Scott. We have this question that we ask all of our guests and... The question is, what does embodiment mean to you? Mm, I love this question. I talk about embodiment a lot, or um, somatics a lot. Embodiment for me, so one of my morning rituals that I do is I do a body scan. So when I'm laying in the bed, or if I fall asleep on the couch, because that happens a lot. Happens. (laughs) Guilty. (laughs) I'm very comfortable, cozy couch, so I do fall asleep. Couches are the best. Listen, it's kind of folding on you. They like, like hug you. They do. They're like, why go upstairs when you can stay here with me? So, <laughs> but when I, when I wake up, I I put my hands over my eyes 
And I just take some breaths and I just start scanning my body from my toes all the way up to my head. And I'm like, how am I feeling today? Is, does anything need extra care? Right? Like, you know, did I, you know, part of getting older, sometimes you'll roll over and you'll wake up with a crick in your neck and you're like, mm, my neck needs a little TLC today. Let me be a little more tender and loving with my neck. Or it might not be my physical body. It might be my mood. So I'll say, how am I feeling my mood? Um, I'm feeling low energy today. So I'm probably not going to talk a lot today. And I can let the people around me know who I work with or who I live with. That is so. So I can invite them to be part of that. So I can say to my youngest son who lives with me, listen, I'm feeling low energy today. I'm not feeling so great. So I'm going to be a little quiet today. And he'll say, okay. Um, what can I do to support you? Because that's one of the questions we ask each other in our family. Love that. I ask my oldest son, what can I do to support you? He'll say, mommy, what can I do to support you? So we, this is one of our like, oh, two questions. Okay, what can I do to support you? And I'll say, you know, nothing. And then he'll say, what can I give you a hug? Can I give you a kiss? I say, you, you absolutely can do that. Thank you very much. So, you know, that asking and then getting consent to support the person in the way that they want to be supported. And I think embodiment for me is like being able to scan myself five to seven minutes and then being able to say to the people I trust, and that doesn't have to be a lot of people, I'm not feeling good today or I feel great today. You want to go for a walk or I feel so good today. You want to, let's go have lunch outside or I want to see this document that I just created and want you to, Look at this and tell me what you think. Or if I need a little extra support, can you come over? I just need to talk to somebody. Or can I FaceTime you? Can I talk to you for a second? So it gives you the embodied, being in an embodied practice is an invitation for you to give your body what it needs, physically, emotionally, mentally, spiritually. And it's also an invitation for you with the people you trust to invite them to support you with that. And that's why I think embodiment work is really critical. It's critical liberation work. It's a critical part of how we move and understand what we need as in our personhood as people. And so I love embodiment. I love, I love being able to figure that out. You know, sometimes you get an answer. You're like, Ooh, that's, Ooh, <laughs> Ooh. I'll try that that's, again. that's outside of my pay grade. I'm gonna have to get some additional. <laughs> This would be outside of my wheelhouse. I need some additional support. It's above me. It's above. <laughs> and I think that's okay too. I think that it doesn't always have to be something that you can shoulder or express yeah. on your own. Like it can be an invitation for other people too. So that's yeah. what I think. Rachel Carvel, what does embodiment mean to you? For me, embodiment is really presence which is a huge, I'm, I'm also sowing seeds of presence. You know, the last few years were so hard for so many of us. And as many of us have learned in therapy, we may have dissociated. We may have dipped into these seasons of depression. We may have um, become privy to some mental illness that we need to tend to. And so I think that for embodiment, it's like being present and being kind with what we know now. There's so much 
in the midst of the hardness and the grief over the last few years, going through the pandemic with all of us. So many of us lost people. So many of us lost ourselves in mm-hmm. trying to to figure things out. And so embodiment for me is like coming into presence and saying, it was so hard and being kind with yourself and like give yourself some grace for the last few years and then say, okay, what now? Being able to say, I'm in my body now. I can make some decisions now. I can make changes now. And so that embodiment of presence, not just embodying your physical self, but embodying the moment saying, I am here and I, and I can show up. I trust myself to show up and figure out and dream and create. So presence. Yeah. How do you like implement that? And being present and being embodied. A big one for me is like being honest. Oh, okay. <laughs> like not trying. And and when I say that, I mean oftentimes our survival methods, and maybe I'm for myself, is like crafting a narrative to tell yourself that it's okay, even when it's not okay sometimes. Yeah, yeah. And so being honest and being like, actually I'm not okay and I need I need help in this space or I need to change this thing or I need to make a major shift in this way. So being honest with what needs to change because we we can't allow our self-worth to be connected to one specific life experience. We have to feel like we're worthy when things are good. We're worthy when things are hard. We're worthy when we're grieving. We're worthy when we're in deep success. And so I think the embodiment of that is like being honest. It's conversation and community, like sitting with your friends and being like, I'm about to be vulnerable and tell you something. Can you think through it with me? Um, So I don't think there's one way that it looks, but for right now, I think that honesty with ourselves is one of the first steps to drop into this moment and say, let me actually look around at what's actually here and make some decisions that are good no, for me. I love it. Dr. Joy Harden Bradford. What does embodiment mean to you? Ooh, I, when I think about embodiment, I think about like just being fully present um, and, you know, kind of like feeling everything and running it all through my senses. Um, you know, so how does it feel to be in this space? What does it feel like? Um, and I think about, when I think about embodiment, I think about sunshine. I think of mm. like the way the sunshine feels on my face and on my thing. Like I love sunshine. I love being outside. Um, but just sitting there, not, like being super high. Just, like, yeah. kinda, exactly. Not, not all of that, but I love sunbathing kind of. Um, and so I think that feels very embodied to me that like I feel it with my entire body. Dr. Kritissa Sly. One question I'm asking all of our guests is, what does embodiment mean to you? Embodiment, I kind of envision it as like a getting all the way into anything, something. And when I think of embodiment, I'm thinking like a thing. People want to embody something. And usually it's aspirational. Um, and so embodiment to me is an immense amount of hope. Like you have mm-hmm. to get into, fully get into your level of interest, into your emotions, why you want this thing so bad so that you can manifest this for yourself. And you embodying something means I have a concept, an idea of something that I want to embody. And I'm going to go for it wholeheartedly. And I might feel like a fraud on the way, but it's a legitimate goal. And I I want people to kind of like think about their purpose. So like embodiment, I would love to have it kind of attached to purpose. 
But yeah, I just see it as like fully like putting a suit on, like the whole thing, zipping up. But yeah, just we're going to do this. We're going to get all the way in it. Dr. Monica Mo. A question we've been asking everyone on the podcast this year is around our theme of embodiment. Mm-hmm. So what does embodiment mean to you? Love that question. And I'm kind of letting myself feel into it a little bit because embodiment is literally just like mm-hmm. you're feeling, right? And what comes up for me is trusting myself, right? That whatever I am feeling is valid and has a reason behind it. So for example, if something amazing and positive happens in my life, it's because I trust it's because of the goodness that I have put out into the world that I'm receiving that energy back. And if something feels off, I trust that my body will be scanning and it will give me little sensations and tingles that says, "Mm." (laughs) might want to cut that off or cut it short. (laughs) Put up a few boundaries here. And uh, I, I think that's really it. You know, it's it's so, you know, we talk so much about safety, mm. but it's so hard to feel safe we, if we don't feel trust first Ooh. within ourselves and other people and our environments. So I, I always go back to that. Thank you all for joining us for a very special episode of The Unfolding presented by the Love and Foundation. At the Love & Foundation, we are committed to showing up for communities of color in unique and powerful ways, with a particular focus on Black women and girls. Our resources and initiatives are collaborative, and they prioritize opportunity, access, validation, and healing. Since our founding, the Therapy Fund has provided financial support for therapy to over 13,000 Black women, girls, and non-binary individuals across the country. This year, our goal is to provide free therapy to at least 6,000 more. If you'd like to join us and invest in generational change, visit our website at theloveandfoundation.org for ways to give. To stay updated on new episodes and any future programming, follow us on Instagram and Meta, or check out our website at theloveandfoundation.org.